Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. I'm tired because I just got home from working. I was work. I was at work from 6.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. tonight because right about 3 o'clock today, an electric motor started on fire on one of our benders. And we have some very time-sensitive parts that have to get out. So I got to stay at work and pull a motor and fit it back. And I had to do a lot of stuff. And the owner of the company was there, and I told him, uh, he's he's a moped guy at heart too. And I'm like, you might want to leave because you don't want to see what I'm about to do to your machine. Because <laughs> I had to, I I had to I had to get pretty violent with some of the carriages and stuff like that. But whatever, man. I got out and rode mopeds all weekend in Minnesota at the end of October, and it was t-shirt weather, and I fucking smiled the whole time. I you know, oh. I got out, you know, I just did kind of this ridge ride I called in St. Paul and I got out with old Steve and like, he is such a cool, crazy old cat. Like Steve's a, Steve's an interesting fella. And I, I took him to like, I think maybe his favorite St. Paul hometown bar now. So, and we just sat and chit chatted and whatever, but like, no, I re I always say this and I've said this so again and again and again, I re fell in love with riding. Like just that weirdness that I always get, like that just hits me. And it doesn't matter if I'm on a slow bike like I was on Saturday. And when I say slow, it was like 40, 45 mile an hour. Or if I was on my fast hobbit, just pulling that front wheel just so slightly off the ground. And like they all do different things and they all make me so happy. And I was so bummed out I wasn't able to ride after work today because like it's still warm in Minnesota. It's awesome. It's like 60 degrees and like I'm going to get out and ride tomorrow and that's the way it's going to be. Ah, my coffee. I love it. Um, I'm having a re, I want to say re-return because my English is the goodest. Um, I'm having a, a guest on tonight that I've had on before and I did a terrible, terrible job with this person. Like that's, that's me. I actually listened back to it. It's just like, uh, I, it will just, you know, for me as a guest and getting this person's story out, I did a bad job and I can admit when I do a bad job, like, and I wanted to know a few more things about them. And like, she was on the Baker's dozen this year, but she was a part of that team that had fun retrospectively. But like at the time, like I just tried to stay out of their way. Cause they're all three very capable people and like the worst is when moped people tell you how to work on your moped. Like I just get my mouth shut and let them do their thing and they got it figured out and they're so tough and rad. It's awesome. So I got to have my, I'm going to introduce my friend right now, Miss Kelly. How are you doing? Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You didn't do that bad of a job with me last time. Like you're being a little bit, being a little bit hard on yourself. <laughs> I, you know what? So, you know me and you know, I'm sober whatnot. And like, I, there's this line in the back part of that book that we all read. And, you know, it's this line that says, I was more than willing to point out every flaw, every mistake, 
because I know you wanted perfection just as badly as I did. And that is the, <laughs> it's kind of the mantra of my life. Like I am my own worst critic all the time. So it's very easy to get me on tilt sometimes. And that's the thing about getting older. I've learned how to let things go and let, but like, if I can do better the next time like this, you know, I'm going to try. But um, yeah, Kelly, like, again, your guys is your whole team's tenacity was unbelievable. Like, and every team on Bakers this year had their own challenges. And I'm not saying like Bakers is not easy, not easy at all. Um, but like, I want to rewind a little bit back on your story. The main question I didn't ask, and I feel like such a jerk for it, like, how does someone from Boston get in Smog Squad that was kind of a Richmond and Southern girl? Like, I want to know how that all happened. Because, like, again, I love Jess and Conan. Like, they are some of my favorites. And, like, the rest of, like, Zach and some of the other guys from Smog that I've gotten to kind of interact with here and there all been super nice and rad. So, like, tell me how that all came about. Yeah, so I think I first met Smog Squad at the uh, 2015 New Orleans Rally. Okay. Um, like a bunch of Boston folks were supposed to go down, but then a bunch of, like, I guess, stuff came up for them. So I ended up going over to Brooklyn, uh, meeting actually some of Upjet for the first time. Then we all drove down together to to, to the rally. And uh, it was cool to meet a club that had that level of structure, you know, like with, mm-hmm. like, the, with like the cuts and everything. I thought they were so cool. <laughs> Because uh, like Boston at the time was the Uglies, which was a pretty um, loosey goosey kind of gang. It's like if you wanted a ride, you were in. Okay. First meeting Smog Squad the first time, where like it was more more of a like united front. Mm-hmm. And uh, the New Orleans rally, they had a uh, it was like a scavenger hunt through the city. Mm-hmm. It was like the big rally activity, so I ended up asking Smog Squad if I could like join their team. Nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's um... like helps. Mm-hmm. No, no, you go. I was gonna jump in with my nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine questions, but no, 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 keep telling the story. You, you asked Smog if you could join their club, their another club, but their team for the ride. Yeah, for the, yeah, for the scavenger hunt, and then I ran into them. I went, I actually went to their Richmond rally uh, soon after that. Um, yeah, I just got to spend more time with them, and uh, continued to be impressed by them. And then when uh, Baker Stelzen went through New Orleans in twenty seventeen. The, mm-hmm. basically parasols was the check-in spot mm-hmm. um sort of like getting there and just like hang out with them and uh they got, got ended up getting kind of drunk and being like i love you guys can i be in your gang <laughs> they were that's, like yes dude yeah. that's so awesome like yeah. and you are a very good and awesome and nice person like that's oh, and like any but people who don't like you if they don't well i don't like them <laughs> um, no i'm just, it's it, yeah um so you you did that and how did that work with like you being because there's nobody in, is there anybody in smog in boston because you lived in boston this entire time how did that how did your prospecting aspect work um I think it ended up being a little bit truncated because a lot of the kind of requirements to, to be a full member was like rebuild your own engine for the first time or like go to an out-of-state rally for the first time. I've already like done a lot of the, I've already accomplished a lot of the, the, the tasks on the list. Mm-hmm. So I think it was um, either later, I think it was later that year at the the New Orleans Halloween rally that uh, me, and, uh, me and Tim got patched in. That's awesome. 
Oh yeah. Cool. Tim's a Tim's a funny cat. I I've gotten just interact with him just a little bit. Um so and I asked Sierra um this question and I want to hear kind of your side of things. Like we're just gonna jump into Baker's right away because A, like we're gonna jump into Baker's right away. Like I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna hear like your side of everything because that was so interesting. How did you guys collectively form? Because like it seemed like you were three totally different you know, there's that line we are people who would not normally mix, but like mopeds make a soul mm-hmm. mix. How did you guys kind of come together for your ride? Uh, or for your team, I should say. I'm sorry. <laughs> ride. Oh yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, because like the original um never DNF lineup was myself, Christina Flashins, and uh, Eric Panapinto. Okay. Um yeah, they're, like for 2017, there's going to be a big Boston team where we're all going to field hobbits, but everyone ended up kind of uh, dropping out, and uh, I still wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. So I put out like a thing on North- Northeast Mopeds of like, I need a- I need teammates who wants to be on my team. That's, that's when I grabbed those two. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe through, I don't know, lack of availability or like flying out or whatever. Like a lot of the original Never DNFs haven't come back. Um, so... Yeah, well, do you, just, you know, and, oh, sorry for interrupting, but do you want to run down like the different iterations? Uh, like, when did Never DNF start as a um, team on Bakers? Like, I think it's a great mon- motto, mantra, motto. Like, I needed to listen to it a little better because I DNF'd myself by pure idiocy. But, um, <laughs> God, like, don't even get me going, but like, how did how did the idea of never DNF ever start? Uh, yeah, I think I just wanted to do bakers, was determined to do it. So I, I got the people that needed to 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 make it happen. So like I I mean when the original Boston lineup all dropped out, like I didn't give up and say, Oh, I'm not gonna do it then. I guess that's that's it for me. Yeah. Like I wanted to do it. Um mm-hmm. so that's kinda kind of the spirit of never enough like you, you you finish it doesn't matter how much it sucks <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you don't quit no matter what and like i can identify um uh, with you there just because that's kind of exactly what happened to me this past year for bakers like or like two years ago i tried to do it and failed just didn't get the bike together then i had a team kind of halfway ready to be chase and like life things happen you know like you said and like all of a sudden i'm got a bike no team and Colby just who actually like these were people from all over the country I was going to involve and Colby who literally lives like 10 minutes from me like I'll do it I want an adventure mm-hmm. it's like rock and roll dude like yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah it, it's always fun to have the struggle before the actual ride um so you guys did 2017 what was the first year of it of never dnf it was 2017 Okay. And was that the Calif that was the um New York to uh Austin run? Yeah, so across twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen, that was when we basically redid uh, a lot of the, the basically like the cannonball run. Mm-hmm. So the first year was the Red Ball Garage in Brooklyn down to Austin, Texas. And then next year was Austin, Texas down to the um Redondo Pier Beach in LA. Mm-hmm. And like to, to finish the race, you had to go to that specific bar. And uh, you had to order the cannonball or IPA and like sip it. And like that, that was it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. 
And no, that's like that cannonball run is so famous just in motorsports in general. Like I've been hearing about the cannonball run since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's awesome. You guys did that on fucking mopeds. Like I have a, I have a new boss. Uh, I got a couple months ago, this Brandon and like, he kind of figured out how much of a dork I am to mopeds. And mm-hmm. I Chad or somebody plotted out our course last year and I couldn't find it anywhere. Like the pinpoints of all the stops. So I spent one night in bed just kind of finally doing that and like posted it to my my Instagram. And I showed this brain. He's like, you mean you did that on a moped? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, and this, uh, this one guy who I worked with, he's like, yeah, this guy's so fucking nuts. He did it. He doesn't even drink, too. And like, <laughs> this brand. <laughs> but and that has nothing to do with it. But like, so this year's course, like it was so Boston strong, which is awesome. And you guys came out as a city and like hit it hard. How did you find your teammates? Like, that's kind of, I guess my next question. And like, how did you sucker? I mean, recruit these people into it. (laughs) Um, yeah. Well, basically, uh, the course was announced. It sounded really cool to do the Oregon trail. And uh, Lucy Escoval wasn't available this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was she was actually on Never DNF in um, 2019. Okay. Along with um, Christina Flashens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of you know Lucy wasn't available, and it was it, so that it became just me. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, um, the there's like a Boston uh, Boston community of basically has a clubhouse by Alewife, just called Schittsburg. <laughs> And so Sierra had had um, kind of joined the community recently, like in the past few years. And then Rosanna's been in like an institution in Mopeds like for like for for a long time. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, basically I just grabbed up everybody's partners, <laughs> who like <laughs> you know their 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 boyfriends or husbands are on the race. So they, I you know I just basically got them on my team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, and yeah, the bike. I'm sorry for. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh, which I'm kind of glad it worked out that way because it would be kind of lame to be sitting home and hearing your partners on like this great grand adventure, you know. And especially <laughs> since they're moped people too, it's like what the fuck. Um, wh- how did your was your no your bike you ran? It was a Hobbit. Was that the mm-hmm. one from the Boston Run of 2017, or like how did you start on the Hobbit platform? Yeah, so hobbits weren't my first bike type. I actually started with the Pookie fifties. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a little bit better at those. Um, but yeah, 2017, it was there was supposed to be like a Boston Hobbit team. We were all going to build hobbits and like group two and like field, you know, put have all the bikes kind of running together, like as a as a as crew, like as a little mm-hmm. pod. Um, so like I built my bike, but then yeah, a bunch of, like everybody dropped out. So I kind of got stuck with a, a bike I'm not very good at, and I'm still not very good at it. <laughs> Don't worry. But, I, I'm supposed to be this Hobbit expert, and I'm not very good at them either, so don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been the same Hobbit for the 2017-2018 run, and then the um, 2019 we did on a Tomos, uh, Christina's mm-hmm. Tomos, which Tomos is great, honestly. The thing had way less like problems than like, a <laughs> Hobbit. It, there's too many moving variables at the same time on a Hobbit. They are yeah. so they're they're such a pain in the ass. Like I'll be the first one. Any variated bike, everybody calls them cheater bikes, but like 
maybe mm-hmm. derbies are engineered a little better, but like Vespas and Hobbits that are still kind of this like clap together technology, like, oh, it can be so frustrating at times. Um, you guys got, how long had you guys, so this is a bike that had been around, but like when you decided from conception to getting Sierra and Rosanna, um, how long before Bakers did you guys form your team? I think it was three or four months before. I think it was like early spring, if I remember correctly. Something like that. I wish yeah. I'd started early on the bike and got these ideas together earlier. <laughs> uh, nah, it, it worked out the way it was meant to. Don't worry about it. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. You guys could like mad dash and get it together that quickly. Like, that's so admirable. Um, so like, how, how'd you guys divvy up the work? How'd you guys divvy up? Like who was supposed to be doing what for the team at this point? Like going into the trip. Um, I think I did, I did, um, a lot of the, of the initial setup just cause it's, it's, was my bike. I've, uh, I have like my own little garage space. Um, yeah, so my main task was like, yeah, so we did the liquid cooled kit this year, the, the Hobbit Molosi um, mm-hmm. setup. So a lot of th- things that uh, that took a little bit longer than I thought, so I kind of aided into our tuning time, was um, uh, basically fabricating a mounting bracket for the radiator. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice of Zach Gamble to, um, I think he had access to, to CNC, so I just mocked up some like cardboard shapes. <laughs> and then he was able to get it into CAD and actually cut them out. And then, uh, then uh, when he gave them back, I was able to like the bend the bracket, like drill holes to actually get the thing on the bike. So if the radiator was a Camino, just like a Hobbit Camino sized, appropriately sized radiator that I got off eBay a few years ago. Okay. And the the top we tied into um, where the top of the gas tank mounts under underneath the frame. Yep. And then for the bottom, it was just like a little wishbone shape, basically with two with two holes that then mounted to the frame. Okay. Um, and then, I'm trying to think, where did you guys have your radiator mounted on your bike? Like, I I know your bike. I can see your bike. But, like, I can't place where your radiator was mounted. Was it, like? Yeah, just uh, on the down tube where the okay. where the stock gas tank usually sits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I can, okay. uh, yeah, in previous years, I just got square stock from uh, Home Depot and just welded in, like, the, the basically the, uh, the crossbar to do the top tank for the time out for the gas tank okay so, um no sorry i'm interrupting oh no problem uh yeah and then spending so much time going to home depot to try to get um brass brass reducer fittings to try to match like the kit and the radiator had different outer diameter uh spigot mounting areas so mm-hmm. it was kind of hard to mix and match but uh at advanced auto they had some really nice l-shaped pieces to try to make like the uh just complete the circuit nice i have for weird stuff for mopeds i actually have way better luck at ace hardware than i do at home depots mm-hmm. like those little neighborhood ace gems thumbs up to the i forget what our local franchise is but like there's seven or eight of them they're like a family they'll like they have like that thumbs up to the flanner and i don't know but like yeah lots of they all they always laugh at me when I walk in. They're like, "What bike are you building now, Jim?" I'm like, "I don't want to talk <laughs> about it." Um, so you spent a lot of time fabricating that stuff and getting that set up. 
Um, you guys had kind of a, I'm trying, I, you guys had a cool setup in your van. Like who's a, who's mm -hmm. a initial idea? Was it to do the van thing for Boston? Was that like a Mars thing kind of suggesting to everybody or. It was definitely a, like a dad thing, like looking out for all of us and telling us about this great deal. So yeah, to rent the Hertz van was only like, I think it was $600 for close to three weeks with unlimited mileage. <laughs> I remember so, hearing yeah, that, like Mars, like Mars saying like, yeah, we called several times to check the verification that it was unlimited miles. And they, when they finally like got back to us, like, sweet. Mm-hmm. How many miles yeah, so did you guys put on your van that that couple weeks on Baker's? Oh, I didn't keep track, but I mean, we did we did basically go from Boston to Portland, Oregon to back again, so <laughs> quite quite a chunk, at least like what four four five thousand. Jesus Christ, that's so great! Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so like going leading into Baker's that week, like had you guys. Was your bike ready? Because mine wasn't. Like, as you can tell, I showed up so late. Um, were you? Did you feel prepared? I should say, because I mean, you're a Baker's veteran. You kind of know what you're getting into, as to a sense. Um, the other, your other two teammates, had Roseanne ever done Baker's? Like, I know she's been around, but um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that was both my teammates' first year. Yeah. And Sierra, I don't think had she had never really even been to a rally, had she? If I remember correctly. Oh, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like she's her, she kind of got yeah. She's a part of this whole group of moped people that got into mopeds during COVID. So like, mm -hmm. this next year is gonna be really rad for a lot of people. It's gonna be fun. Um, going out to going out to um nebraska how was that did you guys all three ride together or did anybody fly out i think like how did that work i think it was if i remember correctly i think it was just me and rosanna um driving out and then coming back uh it was me rosanna and cowboy okay uh, yeah driving out with two people and ended up because like the hertz fans only have two seats uh, so yeah, technically yeah. it's it's safer to have only two people but like uh on the way back we picked up just like a a club chair <laughs> and put it in the back so that's where the third person sat <laughs> <laughs> um what did you think of indiana driving through had you ever <laughs> had you ever driven through any of the fine states before Oh, the middle states yeah they're just they're just kind of there like no offense to those states but <laughs> oh no trust me like don't judge Minnesota by those other states. Like I, I will say that because like our our lower half is like that. But you get like around the Twin City, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and North is such a different state. It is so beautiful. Like you got someday. I'll twist your arm to maybe come out to a rally here. It's it's a blast. Some of the best. I will still put up. Um, Minneapolis, St. Paul is some of the most fun roads to ride on in a moped. Like I, I'm putting it out there again. Mm -hmm. Um, showing up to North Platte. Uh, how how early were you guys? I know I saw. I remember seeing the group chat. Like everybody's there. Me and Colby are turning around for wheels. I forgot in my garage. So like, how, how were you guys there a day early or? 
I think we got there like a day earlier or so because I wanted to give us some, a chance to just like chill out before the race starts because it, it was kind of a drive even before the thing even began. Oh, definitely. Like you guys, what was it like 20 hours to get there for you guys or something stupid like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> especially like driving through Iowa and all in Nebraska. That's like watching paint dry. And I will say that mm-hmm. all day long. Like people can get old, man. Mm-hmm. It's almost as bad as like driving all the way through South Dakota. Like that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hot. That's all I can say about that. Um, so you guys do your thing, get all settled in, uh, teams all together. Hot. I believe, what was it like taking off that morning? Like I was freaking going crazy myself. Like I think I went to, I, I went to Walmart, got supplies, went to West, went to like AutoZone, got more like just random moped shit I thought I needed. Uh, were you kind of like, we're, we're going to be fine? Or like, how was your taking off? Cause you let, you got, you were the first rider for your team, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. The, the first day, actually, one, one last thing about like how to prepare to be feel before starting the race. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do to prepare for the race that actually don't super involve whether or not the bike is physically complete <laughs> or even runs. Um, it's a like, like organization of the van. So that's something that I I need to get better. But like every year, every year the back of the van always ends up as just chaos. It's a pile of just, just nonsense. <laughs> like parts mm-hmm. everywhere. Someone's sleeping bag always gets oil spilled on it. Um, so this year we were much better about you know. So everything goes in totes no matter what it is like have totes for like to- like the jump bag and like totes for spare parts like other parts that you you need but are less frequent that they, that they come up um also preparation of just uh backups to backups mm-hmm. um, i had like two like multi- i had a couple like a couple swing arms we had multiple gas tanks like a couple cylinder kits where if we broke the melosi one we'd had uh like two le- two levels of like air cool kits as backups okay um they got like five gearboxes because in years previous, like we we've burned through, like we usually would go through one every year. Uh, yeah, so this yeah, is I only I only packed one extra one with me, and like I've never, I've never broken anything in a final drive for a Hobbit, and I was so impressed when I finally took that apart. Um, but you guys, I thought like go, looking back now, like I feel like you guys were some of the more um, organized. Um, like Fred Mars did, and Cowboy did a really great job, like totes and all that stuff. But I thought you guys did a super job, like versus like <laughs> Urban Decay. It just felt like anarchy in their van half the time. Like I love yeah. Sam and all them, but it's just like, <laughs> did you did you feel kind of scared whenever they opened a door, like stuff was gonna fly out on you? Oh, I didn't, I didn't see, but yeah, that's, that's what always happens. It's just, uh, in des- in like stress is ripping through everything. Like, oh my God, where's like the drill bit? Like it, it just kind of happens. Yeah. And uh, trust so, me, I'm nobody's constant. judge. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's a constant effort. Like every day you have to like reset and like clean up all the damage you've done during the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let's once. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys decide that you would be the first rider? I think it was just because I had the most experience with, with Hobbit tuning. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we, we, we'd had a couple of runs on the bike before the race started, but it wasn't like, 
you know, it was it was good though. Like the yeah, it, whether or not the bike was going to run well, or whether or not we have to pull over and do weights, or pull over and do chats, or anything like that, it was kind of like an unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like so. I was so terrified that first morning because we're in altitude. I never ridden in altitude. Like I, mm-hmm. I was so convinced. Like all I gotta do is start the bakers, and like everything else will be okay. Like that was my big worry in the morning is not starting bakers like i don't know why um were you nervous at all just or were you just jittery like ah, it's here like what was kind of some of your emotions that morning uh i definitely couldn't sleep the night before because i was so anxious <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no, i was just pleased that the bike ran really well and in terms of um what to expect for head temps and water temps uh we never really you know, Boston is not really known for its straightaway. It's usually it's always a red light, red light. Mm-hmm. So that first day, that was the first time we ever got to run it and see what steady state actually looks like on those wide open stretches. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that yeah, we weren't running, we weren't running a water pump. Um, it's also what to expect from 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 that. Uh, some people like they got mad at us, like they got mad at me because like we, I didn't run a water pump, but. I can tell you that you you can do bakers without a water pump because I've seen it done by two different teams in 2018, and then we just we just did it. Well, you guys didn't run a water pump. Urban Decay, I don't believe, ran a water pump. Like, and I'm ne- I'm gonna probably switch to water cooled for bakers this coming year, but like, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of of the thought unless you have a way to regulate that water pump down, I think water pumps at least with hobbits and stuff like that, I think they pump it too quickly where it does, it can't get in the radiator and cool down quick enough because these are such small little bikes and like, I don't know. That's just kind of my weird theory about things. Um, it's, but- it's not too, it's not too out of line. Um, the, I think it was the 2018 uh, uh, puddle cutters team, team Travis mm-hmm. tutorial. I think they were running the Bosch water pump and mm-hmm. he actually had like an on off switch for the pump. So when that, when he was at a red light, he'd actually turn it off because it would, because it would get too cold. Yeah. Um, no. And I can totally see that. Um, but leaving, I didn't realize how intense things were per se, like, especially like the leaving the first day. Um, how mm-hmm. was that for you? Like, Cause I can proudly say I led a baker's like, that was a big thing for me. I led a baker's dozen for a little bit on the first day. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was rad. You were all decked out in your baker's experience. You had a Tyvek suit on, didn't you? Oh no, that, not me. <laughs> okay. I thought somebody had a Tyvek. Yeah. Whatever. Um, that might've been uh, the Rigsby, Rigsby team. Cause they, they've uh, done that in the past. Okay. Um, I remember getting passed by you. Uh, and how was that? How was that riding? Uh, how long did you ride the first day? Uh, first that would have been the that would have been North Platte to Jenny Ray's house. Yeah, I think at some point I I switched off. Sorry, this it was kind of a while ago. <laughs> I know, I and, off, and, and like, you yeah. suppressed a lot of this probably, like yeah, <laughs> it delete. Um, yeah, the the first day was our best day. Actually, we like we were keeping up with everybody else. Like we. We're like we were actually pretty competitive. But I think on the second day we seized the kit, <laughs> and uh, something just changed with the new one, and we, were, we weren't able to like, get back to the good place. Um, but. 
first day you guys wrote, so how many writers did you guys have the first day? Was it, it was you and. I think we typically switch like once a day or if, or if, um, well, well, yeah, usually like one swapped out rider a day. So I think if maybe you can like switch, switch back and forth between two okay. people, but I think usually we only do one or two, the original rider one, one stand in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said on other episodes of this, when I do Baker's re, uh, Baker's shows, um, that did you ride on in the reservation where it was like the hottest of hots? Like I've never and you've ridden in the desert, but for like me, like and on the reservation and just south of Sioux Falls or Rapid City, like I was getting burnt from underneath by the blacktop and then like it was like 20 mile an hour wind mm-hmm. that like at 120 degrees out it was so hot and like getting into rapid city like all of a sudden the temperature just pfft, fell pretty dang hard um but mm-hmm. you guys did really well that first day like you guys got second or what did what did you guys get that first day yeah either second or third like we were definitely like up there I'm actually looking up right now, trying to get to the um, Baker's Dozen Instagram where Maitland showed all of these beautiful times. And we, oh, we're just about there. All right, we're okay. Oh, Red Lodge. <laughs> um, you guys got third uh, with six hours and 53 minutes. And dang, that, that first day was a March, wasn't it? Like, it was it was a it was just weird because like it felt like it felt like the longest day like I mean the day two was relatively short um going from Sioux Falls to Montana I feel like we went to Montana I don't know we're gonna I'm gonna try to keep this sequential we went to um Gillette, Wyoming is where we went um, to the hotel that nobody could figure out how to walk around. At least I couldn't and a few others. Um, (laughs) But how, okay, so you guys were worried about the hills and I ended up giving you um, a rear pulley with a yellow spring to try. Um, What, like what happened with seasonal kit? Like, do you know, or was that pulley involved? Or like, I, I didn't dare ask anything. Cause like, I felt bad for you guys. Oh, I think I mistook what day we see as the kid. I think that was, um, that was on the day when we were supposed to go into Yellowstone park. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember, yeah. Cause I think there was a, that gigantic pass into Wyoming. I think that's the day that we were up above the snow line. Yeah, yeah, where we went down that gravel road for 30 miles. We'll get there. Don't you worry. (laughs) But I remember leaving, um, and I actually did re-listen to some of our episode. You talked about, like, how you have to be the first one through a city. And, like, some of these small cities were, uh, they all kind of blended together. Um, Mm -hmm. But I remember leaving Jenny Ray's house, and did you ride the second day at all? Because it, like the grooves in the concrete made it feel like you had a flat tire half the time. And I was halfway freaking out. Like I actually pulled over at one point, like had Chad Burke. I'm like, is my tire flat? Like I was, he's like, no, what my tire flat? No, you're fine. Chad. I'm wondering about me. And like, Mm -hmm. 
Um, but like, how was? Do you remember day two? Now is that kind of refreshing you at all? Or uh, I wish I'd taken better notes or like journaled or something. <laughs> don't worry about it. I, I just because I've gone through this several times. Like that's what it is. Like that was the first time. Like because I talked to you guys a little bit and like, but it felt like that was the first day everybody kind of chilled out and got together like at the in the hot tub mm-hmm. yeah that was super fun yeah yeah, yeah. hot tub helps yeah, yeah. <laughs> hot tubs are always hot. good like they're mm-hmm. they're like yeah i only got in a hot tub like i think twice and that was the second to last day i just put my legs in um but yeah so we i remember riding there like I was having some belt issues. Um, do you? How'd you guys? The second day, I will uh, check out Baker's dozen. Yes, this is great audio, kids. Don't worry. Um, I'm. We got a bunch of uh, second day. Would have been. Um. You guys got you. No. Okay, we got the wrong. I'm looking at the wrong times because going in Gillette is when you guys had a bunch of issues. And yeah, we had a, yeah, we had a clutch shear. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like I had, I had spares, and then uh, we also had um, we had a three jaw puller from Harbor Freight where some of the little little feet were kind of filed down a little bit, so you could use it on the. Uh, the, I don't know, like Hobbit uh, CDI not actually crunch any of the coils. Okay. So, oh. yeah, that wasn't that bad. We got that swapped out. Um, we got we got going again. I think Mait- Maitland's got, we're missing a timesheet because we go from there. Um, I remember you guys testing outside that hotel. Uh, you and the Boston crew were just go- outside, and I, was, I finally got Cowboy away. Um I got Cowboy away finally. Oh, here. Nope. And we did our show. We all chilled out. Um, do you, you guys, I seized that morning at the hotel, put a kid on it, and I don't, I think I I did terrible the next day. Um, but going into Gillette at Perry's RV, um, going, up, going up past the snow, pass and all that how was that did you ride much that day um yeah i think sierra did the most the most uh, of the riding okay. and i think that that day when we were i think that was like the nine thousand foot elevation game i think that was mm-hmm. the, the highest day um so basically me and rosanna were in chase and we had like the next jet size down just kind of like ready to go <laughs> <laughs> so basically when sierra started just like four stroke and like bog out we just like rode up popped out like crew like swapped in like kept her center going again nice were you guys going uh like just the next size down or were you jumping like two sizes down and all because like that's what i finally had to do i just took a huge swing in it because i was so out of the ballpark yeah it might have been like two sizes down or so but yeah because we had the um uh mccooney makes a a tuning slide ruler that was Mm -hmm. actually pretty helpful it's just like a paper sheet, but it, it, it you basically set what jet you have at position zero. Okay. So if you're going up so many thousands of feet or down so many thousands of feet, it'll actually tell, like recommend to you what the jet size should be. Hmm. 
And so most of the marks on that thing were steps of like two, two or three jet sizes. Okay. And then it also, it also has um, a second window for uh, accounting for temperature changes. Oh, wow. So you set the temperature where you tuned it to zero. And then if you go up, you know, if you're going to up 20 degrees or down 20 degrees to recommend the next jet. That's really awesome. Yeah. Like I yeah. never knew about that. Like simple things you learn on ba on Baker's recaps. Um, mm -hmm. So leaving. So you guys got in, you did the, uh, that was a great and terrible day all at the same time. Cause I remember getting over that mountain and it was so, it was so weird. Cause like, it was all, I felt like it was lush and kind of green on one side and you got over mm -hmm. on the other side. It was desert. <laughs> it just, I still remember that yeah. mirage <laughs> that you just saw for miles and miles. Um, you said you didn't, you said Sierra rode a lot that day. Um, how was, how I, am so thankful for any chase driver in Baker's ever. Cause like, you know, it's easy to stay awake on a moped, like, and like be focused and all that stuff. Like how hard was it to like, just stay focused in the van the whole time and not want to doze off? Oh, uh, stress. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Just like, you know, you're behind the bike. You like roll the window down every once in a while, just to, like, listen and be like, Oh no, mm -hmm. it's too rich now. It's too rich. Now. We got to get to pull over. Or if, um, if the driver's just like there and they start looking down at the engine a bunch, and you're like, no, no, you're not breaking down. Yeah. So that keeps you alert and constantly upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Trying to will it into, into mm -hmm. being better. Um, mm -hmm. Something in my eye. So you guys rolled into um, Perry's and... Let me see. Day two. Yeah. So I'm trying. To, okay. We're going. We're looking at stuff, people, because I'm a professional podcaster. Okay. So on the third day, going into Perry's, uh, you guys didn't do the worst. <laughs> you guys beat me. You You ended up getting six that day with a seat time of nine hours and 24 minutes. Like that is just, that's, that's grit. Like, um, just staying with it. Is that, that was the day you guys seized a kit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, basically at the foot of that gigantic mountain, it just like gave out. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So it, the kit sees, we needed to do a top end rebuild on the side of the road. Um, I like, I had all the stuff, so that was okay. And um, also the grounding strap broke. Um, okay. Both that, well, that was a quick. That was a quick fix. That was just put another eyelid on it. That was fine. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, grounding straps. I think it under underrated for how like critical they are to a bike's proper function. Like because like, oh. it was not going to kick over with the broken strap. Yeah. No. No, that's a huge thing. And like I tell people all the time, you haven't lived until you put a new kit mm -hmm. on a moped on the side of the road. Like that's a. That's definitely an experience. Um, yeah, and um, I think somewhere something around that time. Um, so we were running a VM twenty, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it was it's had started to build up some kind of clog. Like looking back, because even when the bike was complete and we got the strap fixed, it was so hard to kick over and get the thing to start. 
because uh, like we knew we had spark, we knew we had gas, like just something was something, something in the carburetor was the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the car was basically uncleanable. Like we still don't know like how it clogged that hard. Cause I mean, we were running a plastic gas tank. Yeah. So there really shouldn't have been that much crap in it. But um, by the time we got to Yellowstone, uh, then we had that like uh, Jimmy Buffett sanctioned beach day. That was one of the things that we did was uh, just get that carburetor away from the bike. <laughs> Yeah, uh, basically put on a, a, a this uh, I think it was a, a VM or sorry TM twenty the flat slide twenty four millimeter Makuni I had from a previous year. Okay. And the bike would just and the bike would just start. Yeah. So there was just something wrong with that 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 um that VM twenty. You want to know what was wrong with the VM twenty? It was a VM twenty. They're junk carbs. I don't know why everybody mm-hmm. like <laughs> I I just can't you you heard me bitch about it a little bit on Baker's mm-hmm. like they're not a tune like. They they four stroke or they run like shit. It's one of the two. Like they never get. There's just something about them. I could never tune them in. And I actually have a guy's bike here that I have to work on tomorrow for a little bit. Like it's a DR with a stock head with a VM twenty. It's like it's the standard first time moped with some good parts and like. He's like, it runs hot. I'm like, it's a DR. That's what they do. It's a VM20. It runs like shit. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. And I'm, but I mean, I've got a few tricks how to, you know, cool it down, but it's like, it's still going to run hot, dude. It's a DR with a VM20. That's what they do. Um, but I want to rewind you a little bit. Um, you guys, and I have, I think this was the right call. You guys had to basically do a bottom end rebuild at Perry's, didn't you, as well? Because of your cases broke, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so, like during the during the riding that day, I think one of the um, we were running the, the MLM swing arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that just because they're just beefier than the stock swing arm. Because oh, that, I... I have seen it happen. Yeah, I have I have seen that on Bakers where someone's subframe basically cracked on them in in the middle of the race, and they basically, I think this was around New Orleans, so like uh, they brought it to Angel and she like quick welded it up for him so they could nice. keep going. But the stock ones, yeah, they're just so flimsy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like the day's worth of vibration from riding, um, one of the bolts on the swing arm like fell out, and Rosanna was riding and she noticed it got real fishy. And us, us driving and chase like Sierra saw like something like bounce off and go in the shrubs. So she like, well, you know, we got everyone to stop. Because usually when you see something fly off, it, it's absolutely from your bike. Yeah. Uh, or something go flying on the road. Uh, yeah. So I guess the the other mounting points on the case half just, I guess, had to take all the stress. So when we got to Perry's, we'd seen one of the top lobes had actually just broken off of the case half. Um, let me ask you this, and we'll see if anybody else has noticed this. Um, on a on the MLM subframes, I have noticed on the bottom side, possibly even like one of the lobes up, one of the mounting points up top, I actually had to shim it with uh, washers because there was that much of a gap in there, and I had a motor once that there was such a sh- there was such a um, gap in there if i bolted it up it would actually pull on the cases and cause an air leak yeah yeah so like i will send you some pictures and that again i don't especially when you're 
when I'm mad and frustrated and whatnot, don't suggest things to me. It's not like I just I need to figure it out for me. And like once I'm calm and relaxed and everything like that, then we can talk and discuss and all that. Um, I'll send you some pictures of what I'm talking about. Maybe that could have been some of the issue. I don't know. I didn't really know what everything was going on. I had a hard enough time keeping my bike going. Um, but like, that was a great call. Like for the safety wise, like I had even brought, yeah. you should always bring spare cases to bakers, even though the rule is don't change, you know, but like I, that was the right call. Like, I'm glad nothing happened. I'm glad you guys were allowed to go forward and all that stuff. Um, cause you guys weren't able to leave Perry's right away. Correct. Yeah, I think we had to finish reassembling the bike. And um, I think we had some kind of issues getting the bike to start. I forget what it was exactly. Um, but I, I think VM20, at that point... VM20, that's what the issues were. <laughs> yeah, it, it, um, it also could have been... So we were running the MLM intake okay. with the VM20. And uh, we didn't know this until like Yellowstone Park when we had the time to really start pulling everything apart and like looking at it. There was a pinhole in the welding. So the yeah. entire time we were trying to chase down an air leak or, or, you know, the bike was always like running lean in ways that didn't make sense, even though there's no technical like air leaks. And mm-hmm. it, yeah. It, so I think it was probably that at that moment or something, something like, along those lines. But once we swapped over to the, the TM24, um, it's a different intake, different um, mounting like to the cases. So like we got rid of that, the, the MLM thing entirely. Mm-hmm. And like, I am a firm believer, like, you shouldn't have to, but this is mopeds. Everybody inspect everything once you get something from a- anything performance-wise mopeds. Like, you you, got, you shouldn't have to inspect this stuff, but, God, that sucks that pinhole got you. Because I think, actually, with the VM20 intake, I had a pinhole in one as well. So it's like, what the fuck, guys? Like, come on. I mean, it just sucks that we have to go through this, but... It's mopeds, I guess. Um, you guys are, uh, I still remember watching Rosanna. You guys came in, I believe, to the camp and then Rosanna came in? Or how did that happen, like, when you guys came in to Yellowstone? Oh, uh, yeah, getting into Yellowstone, uh... I know we caught up to, to Rosanna for a little while because like a bison had wandered into the road Yeah, and I was just standing there. Yeah. So she had tried to go around it, but it like kind of grunted at her and like made eye contact. Or she like went up and hid behind an RV for a little while. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like I did not hear this part of the story. Like we all passed, we all passed by a bison at one point by the lake. Um, but oh my goodness. No, mm-hmm. I never heard Rosanna had to go hide from a bison. Yeah, it just stood there, and uh, eventually it kind of, like, wandered away, but that by that point, we'd caught up, so we were just kind of, like, waiting together. But it just got, like, turned around, just kind of, like, mad dogging. <laughs> like, yeah. a little bird landed on its head when it was doing that, so it really, like, ruined the whole effect. It didn't look tough at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but once, yeah. Once the bison got out, we were able to keep going. <laughs> um, I know... You got, she had a little harder time finding the camp and like sun was setting and. Yeah, that's, um, 
yeah i think that i think that that was my fault because like we were very close to yellowstone and we're, we're like you know maybe I'll, we'll take your backpacks and get that off your back you know and mm-hmm. just like just having like more comfortable ride in um i didn't realize it had her phone in it <sighs> um so she had to kind of like drive around basically till she found people so that mm-hmm. that, that sucked like that that was my fault for i should have just left this left her stuff alone <laughs> Well, you didn't do it maliciously. I mean, you tried to help out. I mean, I get it. Like, I do stuff like that all the time. Um, That was... That... You guys came in, parked the bike. Nobody wanted to work on bikes that night. The next Mm -hmm. day, uh, that's when the full-out assault came onto your bike. You guys were tearing... Want to talk about everything you were tearing apart on that bike? uh on the day off yeah so the bike was just almost impossible to start anymore and so originally we thought it was electrical issues mm-hmm. because um yeah so like we replaced like the boot the spark plug uh the the cdi box that i have which is a little aftermarket cdi box we replaced everything and it's still miserable to start and then uh maitland kelly is really good with the voltmeter so mm-hmm. we took the stator plate off and found that like some some of the numbers were off or something like that. Like we thought that the some, that the the stator plate was the issue, so we replaced that with another one that I had. Um, the bike was still hard to start, so it was like the literal last thing that there could be is just something to do with the carburetor. Because um, I'd run the TM twenty four in the, in past years and had success. This VM was new to this year, so I was like, let's get all that shit off of there, replace it with something that I know works from last year. Mm-hmm. And then the bike would it would just start. So it was just that this is a carburetor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the electrical thing, I do want to, I don't want to completely condemn that stator plate. I want to try putting it back just to be sure that we weren't, I don't know, misjudging an electrical issue for just a carburetion for like an air, air plug issue. Yeah. No, I definitely but, yeah, would. We, I'd definitely try that, especially after you know you found one gaping hole in your program. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's basically mostly the electricals the intake and the carburetor and like yeah but yeah it was ready to go by the next day <laughs> so we we're able to i think leave leave with everybody else the next morning yep you guys definitely i know you did um how was did you get to leave uh yellowstone or who took off the next day for you guys i think that was me again just to be sure like you know keeping on the bike like if we had to do any kind of rejetting because it was switching to an entirely different carburetor. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get uh, the overnight from treats packages or anything? Because we had a, I know there was a big run to Jackson, uh, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I actually had ran there earlier in the day to weld up a seat pan. Like why I didn't, I have a 110 welder. I thought about bringing, I'm like, nah, I should have brought it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into town and then, a bunch of Boston people ran to town like 10 minutes after me, basically. Did you guys put in an order at all for treats or did you not need anything because you're so prepared? Oh, <laughs> um, I think that we did get a bunch of stuff. I think it was like, uh, I think it was like a, like a bunch of jets. <laughs> that um, seemed to be the popular thing. <laughs> Everyone's like, just get jets. We need more jets. Yeah, because when everyone builds like the the bike with like the go fast parts, there was like I need the bigger jets, you know, and the big so everyone buys jets upward. Yeah. 
uh, but yeah, when you're fighting it out with these like gigantic elevation changes, you definitely have the jets downward to to deal with the climbs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, like more weights of like weird sizes. Because um, that's why we had um, asked about your rear pulley. Is that uh, we were going so light on the weights? Everyone was like, "There must be something wrong with your your rear contra spring. It must be like too soft or too old." Nope, don't, never listen to anybody. When it, every bike is different. Every cylinder's different. Everything's different. When it comes to, I have two of this, like my my Baker's bike and my Fast Hobbit I run in town are identical builds and have identical pipes and they run totally different weights because a motor mm-hmm. and a pipe likes what it likes. And don't, mm-hmm. don't fall into that. Oh, there must, nope, because I'm fucking going just fine right now. Like leave me leave leave my back alone. <laughs> like, cause yeah. I'll talk I'll talk myself into that. Like, oh, there has to be something. No, there's nothing wrong. It's fine. Like, so yeah, uh, that because we can talk ourselves into anything with mopeds, can we? Like, we can fix mm-hmm. it till it's broke. Is what I kept saying on Baker's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that's a good saying. <laughs> yeah, and like I remember I. I almost felt bad. You guys were like totally you guys and team meat were working on bikes all day. And like, I didn't, I wasn't touching my bike. I'm like, Nope, not touching it, not touching it. And finally like, fine, I'll change a rear tire. Cause like I was, the mm-hmm. my tread was getting a little low. So I'm like, I'll just change it. Um, how that was really awesome. Just fun riding going into Jackson, uh, Wyoming. How was that for you? Do you kind of remember that at all or? not not terribly did you see me get pulled over oh i don't think that i did you got pulled over <laughs> yeah yeah um that was uh, people are probably sick of the story like i sam and i were drafting and mm-hmm. she got away from me a little bit and then she got past the green light and i had been to jackson and i knew kind of where it was gonna spit us out at so i started cutting some side roads cutting some side roads and then i get right back to sam and sam gets probably i don't know 100 feet away from me all of a sudden like cars are on the left side of the road are all pulling over i'm like what's going on here no sudden a cop pulls me over i'm like oh shit <laughs> and then <laughs> team meat goes by and then and um the cop kind of looks at it and like i'm trying to do my yes sir no sir thing and mm-hmm. He sees Chad Bergman. He's like, "Who are all these people? Never saw them before in my life, sir." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, that was the day we rode from uh, Yellowstone to Craters of the Moon. Um, oh yeah, I think that was a decent day for us. I don't think anybody, anything particular went wrong. I just, I just remember going over to. Besides just pulling over for what, Kelly? Oh, to eternally fool around with Jets. <laughs> um, Forever. <laughs> for me, that was, like, everybody says the uh, Dell's Pass or whatever, like, the going into Yellowstone or that one day with all the mountain climbs. Mm-hmm. Leaving Yellowstone was way more gnarly of a, of a climb just because, like, mm-hmm. you would, like, look up to your left and you'd see mountains and you'd have to climb them 
And then you'd look up and to the left, it was more goddamn mountains and you'd have to climb them. <laughs> and like, I remember, like, I jokingly said, I heard glass grinding, it sounded like, and an electrical fire. I smelt an electrical fire on my bike at one point and I refused to pull out. I'm like, nope, not a problem if I don't admit <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, but you guys, did you get, you got through that mountain pass pretty decent? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we got in a little bit later than everyone else, but it wasn't like crazy later. I think it was only a few hours later. Yeah. Uh, we can but definitely was... look. Yeah, it was just cool, like rolling into that park. I had no idea, like, that's what, like, that's what that, what that place looked like. Yeah, it looked like in a driving on Mars or something. It was pretty, um, interesting i will definitely say that um going by the nuclear research site that was uh mm-hmm. I, I i've said this a lot but like i've never been so bored on a moped like going through <laughs> like through arco it was just like oh my god i just i just can't do it i just can't okay we can do it um mm-hmm. you guys you guys ended up coming in eight hours 53 minutes um you did not DNF because that was the day Dylan dropped out. Vega holes were still out. Um, Hooter was out again. Um, Craters of the Moon was just, it was just interesting. Like between uh, the volcanic ash and all that stuff, like that was, I'm glad I can say I went there, but I, I don't know. Like it was just, I'm more of the Yellowstone kind of camping guy with trees and woods and that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it was definitely very interesting. I will say that for sure. Um, you guys, did you have to do much to your bike that night? Because I know some people ended up working on it hard, work on their barks a lot. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, I remember now what happened that day. <laughs> um, the petcock on, ga- on our gas tank just completely failed. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it had been, you know, it's an old gas tank, and like it, you, it was, I was, you know, you can thread the petcock on there, but I guess all the vibra- all the vibration on this trip just finally like did did away with the last little bits of thread. Mm. And it's not on the petcock side; it's on the bit coming out of the gas tank. Mm-hmm. So like Sierra was driving the bike, and it all of a sudden she started pissing gasly, so she has to like put her hand in the hole <laughs> and like try to like walk the bike over the side of the road. <laughs> uh, so like get the gas tank off. And uh, luckily, because it's plastic, it kind of seals up nice. You can just like roll it on its belly or on its back or whatever and like fix the petcock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we tried to get it back together and like send her off again, but then she didn't make even make it that far before it fell off again. Oh. Um, but luckily, I, ha- I had a spare gas tank. <laughs> so we went like ran to the van. Um, I had like a little uh, Yamaha um, RD gas tank. Okay. That's like super clean inside. Um, it had two, you know, it's supposed to feed two carburetors. So we just had one tubing just long and kind of pinched off with a, with a zip tie. And the other one, we just went, um, use that to go to a fuel filter to the carburetor. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we just had some, took my gas tank off, put some like foam padding to cover all the electrical, like all the wiring that I had kind of on like on the, the, the spine of the bike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, put the gas tank on and just like ratchet strapped it on it, filled it up and just like the center off again. <laughs> And that's what's so rad about you guys. You guys just did not quit like that. And I didn't think about it because I was so in my own world. And like if I, I had Y connectors that would have worked for you because I kind of ran 
I had the same kind of pet cock as you did on my bike. So like I actually bought specific Y connectors that both of those um feel filler filler necks would feed into. And cause one was for reserve and was one was for regular tank on yours, I believe, because mine was the same way. Uh but you guys came in and that was so awesome to see you guys. And you guys still did some walking around with us, didn't you? Or did you was it that you guys just went to pickles with everybody or I, I forget. Yeah, we got to go explore a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, we, we met up with everyone to go over to the, the pickle place. <laughs> yeah, that had no fried pickles, even though they are known for their fried pickles. Still baffles yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, they were still serving other pickles, but they refused to fry them. <laughs> and they yeah. did not do it. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a fryer. It was mm-hmm. the, the levels of confusion we all we all were a part of. Um, mm-hmm. But uh the next morning that was just a mad dash to like try to eat. <laughs> and I think somebody, a few mm-hmm. people even tried to get Maitland to push the um, start time to like 1030 Maitland, Maitland and Maitland kind of way. Nope. Them the rules. <laughs> like, uh, so we were all mad dashing, trying to eat and get out of that. Uh, no, I'm thinking of black sands. We have to go to black sands. Was- yet. Yeah, that was the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> that was that was a really interesting ride into Black Sands. I believe I blew up that day. Um, which was fun, you know. <laughs> got to got to change a kit on the side of the road, which you know, is always fun. Yeah. Uh and it was a short day. You guys actually did you guys did really good, like way better than me. Um you guys came in fourth that day and it was another, it was one of those days that like, for the most part, the field was really tight. Like everybody was in like three hours and like at a half. I mean, I was in it like uh five and a half hours or something like that, but you guys were already swimming by the time I rolled up. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have the, the good days every once in a while, like make up for all like the, the late nights. <laughs> you got you got to have usually, a few of those. Otherwise, you'd never do it again or you do it again just for those bad days. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think the only main thing that happened that day is the um, the baffle cap fell off the pipe. Okay. And uh, yeah, so but, I mean, the bike will still run. It'll just be really loud. It's like we made it in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, because like. Rosanna had pulled over earlier and we were talking to her for a second. I could see the cap just kind of dancing. I was like, oh, it's going to be a problem later. And then she got there. It was gone. Um, but yeah, yeah, Chad Burke helped me repack it. So like I scraped out all the old carbon, like you repacked it. Um, actually, before we re- repacked it, and I was like basically decoking it. Like he was recommending you just put a bunch of lighter fluid in it or a carb cleaner and then you just set it on fire mm-hmm. and let it burn itself out. Um, but yeah, he was like deciding to have some fun with it. So if you, you can actually run the bike when it's full of um, uh, carburetor cleaner, basically, and on fire, because like the way it's held, um, it's not going down the stinger. It's just in that area right around it. So you can turn mm-hmm. the bike on and run it. It'll just shoot flame out the back when you whenever you run the throttle. It was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. I'm kind of bummed. Um, and that it was a cool, cool party trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that old evening like it's just kind of a, oh i know i was a blur i got a shower for the first time in a few days um 
Did you get in, like, Sam and Nova got that hotel room, Mars, Sierra, and myself all went and showered. Zach, uh, did you, I'm sorry you didn't get to shower that day. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I went to the lake. But yeah, I remember the story from, like, the hotel guy being, like, morally against what you guys were doing (laughs) in the showering. (laughs) I still think I had the gangster move of it all. Took my, I heard the knock, yeah. took clothes off. You can't stop me now. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, it's just, you know, if he's really that upset, he can drag a, make, a naked man out of a shower <laughs> if he's that determined to uphold, like, the sanctity of only two of people sh- are in a stale room. <laughs> only two people. Oh, yeah, that was that whole, that whole town. I don't even know what town that was. And, like, that was just a weird town. And the only thing, other than like our rolling little party we had, the highlight of that whole uh, evening would have been Jack and Jesse from Two Smokes from Coldwell came down. Um, yeah, yeah, love you guys. You guys brought me bottles of water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> such sweethearts, love them both. Uh, but yeah, that was just another. After I got in, uh, that was just another cool night with everybody like we just kind of chilled out tom played guitar picked guitar a little bit um yeah it was just a really mellow mellow good night um did you guys have to do too much work to your bike other once you got that baffle packed and stuff like that yeah i think that was it because yeah because chad had the stuffing um I think we used like one of those alcoholic seltzer cans to like sleeve over the. Yes, the, you did. Uh, yeah, it's like the outside of the exhaust, and then the chat helped like rivet it on, so it was like ready to go. <laughs> it was a lot quieter after too with fresh packing. <laughs> yeah, they they generally are. Um, <laughs> so we all take off from there, and that was another, like, we go into Haynes. The next, the, that was the next day we went going to Haynes, Oregon, and that was like, it was long, straight roads. Like I tell people, like mm-hmm. it wasn't like there was cool things to see though. At least I felt like because I remember looking down at the GPS, hundred miles, no turns, just going fuck me. <laughs> But it still wasn't as bad as Arco, Idaho. That was the most, again, I, if I could have fallen asleep riding a moped, that would have been the day. Um, I had, like, Maitland Kelly moments on this ride. Like, you know what? I'm just going to go live in a cave, and that's what I'll do. I'll live in a cave now. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how was that? Do you remember riding into Haynes? You guys had a really good day, I believe. You guys ended up taking another route that nobody else took because we were all convinced we couldn't. Yeah, I think we actually, because of the route that we picked, I think we were out by ourselves, like, in, like going off in our direction. Everyone was like, what the hell are you guys doing? But then I think we, we, like, arced back and up and, like, caught up to basically everybody, like, and kind of got out in front, I think. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was that thing. Um, it might have been. It's, I'm looking at this right now and, like, trying to just make sure I got the right days. Actually, you guys did... <laughs> I thought you guys did. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You guys got six hours and 30 minutes, but like you were right behind Chad Burke, who had six hours and four minutes, and 
bag of holes that were six hours and seven minutes. But, like, it was a very tight day because you guys were less than 40 minutes off of second place. I mean, Urban Decay blew everybody out of the water that day. They got, like, four Mm -hmm. hours, like, just shy under, yeah, four hours and 52 minutes. But, like, everybody came in, like, it just within an hour of each other, basically. Which was another that shows how competitive everybody was. Um, you you said you guys didn't have any issues, and I think you guys actually got to shave a few miles off with your route because we were having issues with getting diverted because of uh, forest fires. And how did you guys end up getting to take the route that you did? Um, yeah, I think mainly we uh. Look, like, if you, like, Google Maps versus the Waze app, usually Waze will find you, like, weird ways that Google Maps won't. Okay. And, um, yeah. Or maybe we'd heard ahead about the, the, the forest fires. We know they kept closing routes because of the forest fires. I think maybe we just picked the one that was the lowest one, so they're going to be the least affected. I'm sorry, I forget. <laughs> Kelly, it's all right. Like I said, we all had PTSD at that point. We're just yeah. like... <laughs> We just want to get through it. Um, now, I can't remember, like, did you guys, uh, that last day, um, did you end up going out to eat with um, Cowboy and Roseanne, Chadberg, Patrick, myself, Colby? I don't know who all came out to eat with us that night. Like, there was kind of a little bit of a final dinner, a little bit, it felt like. Um I don't I don't know if you did you go to that steakhouse in Haynes or did you get sleep or do something responsible? Cause you were at our the me and you were at the same hotel that last night, correct? Yeah, I don't Which I don't hotel did you a, which hotel did you stay at? Okay, I so you st- sil- I'm sorry, well which one were you at? Yeah, the silver spur, the oil. No, we weren't at the same. Yeah, no, you you were probably definitely at the Silver Spur, but um, I was at the hotel with uh, Team Meat, and uh, Roseanne was there. Like, see, she Roseanne and Sierra saged my bike. Like they were doing sage on Team Meat's my bike, Urban Decay's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they did our bike too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was great. I think it worked. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say yes, because <laughs> um, getting into uh, Silver Spur, get my bike. I think I had retroactive stage because like I shouldn't have finished the second to last day. Just how messed up my final drive was. Um, now the last day going into Portland. How, who, who led that for you? How did that go for you? Like, kind of take me through that last day. Yeah, the last day. Um, so actually, I'm like remembering a little bit more. I think the, the night before we left to go to, uh, or, or wherever we were at Heinz, um, I think we had realized that uh, our, our pipe was, was cracked. The one okay. that, the one that had been repaired. So, um, like Sierra and Rosanna and myself, we fabbed up a, a new mounting bracket to put on a different pipe that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but that pipe, like, 
where the where the, like, the the belly was was in a different place and like the the previous pipe was the treats black big black pipe this one was a, a pipe i don't know which one it was i got like part of like a hobbit lot that i'd bought um so basically going from the oil silver spur to portland oregon the bike was it was just, just a weird combination of factors the bike was like almost unrideable but rosanna was able to find that one sweet spot and the throttle make the thing actually go mm-hmm. um so she's definitely like mvp of that last day because like she was riding for a long time i swapped out i was like i this is unrideable like i can't do this i didn't make it more than like a and make it very long so she she got back on it and she was able to just like just ride it in and finish it <laughs> yeah um I remember getting really excited. You guys, again, um, you guys, I still, I will say this. I think you guys should have got the Spirit Award. Like, I know See You Soon had that great story at the end, but, like, I didn't have a vote. I'll just say that. Um, You guys came in that last day, 8 hours and 27 minutes. Um, That was, I... (laughs) I don't know if you if I even talked to you about my stuff at the end. Like, I ended up vapor locking at the bottom of Mount Hood, and I thought I blew up my bike. So like, I was ripping reeds out, I was ripping everything apart. Then like, I was like, let me just try one thing. Like Zach's voice popped in my head. I just had to change the jets, and then it started, and I did that. <laughs> and I went impression. To, yeah. yeah. And then I just I go to pull out my jet and I'm like, there's no fuel dumping out of this carb. Oh my god, did I run it out of gas? And that's what happened. I just ran it out of gas and like it was so rad to see you guys finish. And I was so happy to see Rosanna come in. Like I was like, oh my god, and Kelly, like and I will be the first one to admit. I uh, saw you guys after you guys took your picture, well, party and stuff, and I went to throw some stuff away. And I saw your black pipe in the trash that is now (laughs) hanging in my garage. I have your black pipe. And one of these (laughs) days I might do something to fix it. But you know what? I've got (laughs) I got about four pipes I've got to fix that I find that I found for one reason or another that are trash. Um, How was the ride home? What? Well, it's freshly repacked, so (laughs) you fix the crack, it should be good to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could say something, but I'm not going to (laughs) because I got to give Chad some shit. Um, And again, that was just such a... That was such a rad experience for myself, and I'm sure as you... Like, I was so elated to be done but i had to get away from everybody for a bit like i just had to have like alone time um breakfast the next day was really nice getting to that one it felt like a alien store kind of thing i don't know it was just really like in the bar and stuff um how long did it take you guys to get back to boston uh we had to be back for um july 6th because both chad and i had uh, work starting on july 7th i think it was mm-hmm. so we, did, we just ran for it basically we just did long days with three of us rotating um well, actually we did have we did have one stop off uh, we went from portland oregon up to um uh, rosanna's folks place up in seattle and then watched mm-hmm. the fourth of july fireworks and then then ran back 
Oh wow, you guys! So you did Fourth of July up in Seattle. That's no, that's a hell of a yeah. Colby and I stopped at his mom's place so we could see some family, and then pretty much nonstop the whole way home. Um, my question is: Are you going to try to do Baker's this coming year, or are you going to take a year off? Um, I think I'm going to do it again, but it's going to be with um, uh. Yeah, basically, I think it's going to be like a smoggy team this year. Awesome. We're, we're going to show up like in force. Yeah. So I think Chris uh, wants to do a Peugeot. And uh, we'd also been thinking about, because um, w- what's allowed for Chase is basically like the rules regarding that are, um, uh, yeah, basically once the race starts, the bike cannot go into the chase. It has to be driven, e- either pushed or driven. And then yep. the, the chase cannot be, chase cannot be in front of the bike. Because they want people to draft. But that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to Maitland about this. Like you, we might do um, a couple degrees of chase because you could have like the van, but they, you could also have yeah, like, just like some some people on your team just riding shifty fifties like behind you. Yeah. With, with like parts and stuff. So in that way, also that way, more people get to ride every day. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. I. I think that'd be rad to see some smoggies on the ride. Um, I know I, I talked to Conan and I think he's always wanting to kind of do it, but you know, who knows? I like, I love that boy. I'd like to see, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'd like to see I want him to see like me fucking just wrung the fuck out. Cause he, for some <laughs> reason I haven't fooled that I'm this happy and joyous, positive person all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, dude, I think that'd be rad. I just want to see people do it. Like, I let me ask you this. So, the first time you did Bakers and like coming, did that kind of change your outlook and aspect on mopeds at all? Or, like, I for me, I can say I've had a shift in my moped life, I'll say. Yeah, well, that definitely remarks like a gigantic shift for me as well. Cause it's like, it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Mm-hmm. But if, it, if you can like do it and like make it, like I definitely learned a lot more about like how to like trust myself as a mechanic and like believe in my individual ability. And also understanding like how much I can suffer. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I definitely have a lot more confidence in myself after being able to do something like that. That's, yeah, that's that's an awesome thing to identify and see in yourself. Um, for me, it kind of wrecked my daily riding. Like I always tell people now, like, man, yeah. unless I'm going 40 or 50 miles on a moped. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I just, I, Jake Kane and I were out riding and then, um, old Dan and I were out riding. Like I was talking to him and I'm just like, you know, dude, I don't get comfortable on a bike until I'm like 20 or 30 miles into a ride now. Like, that's when I'm just like, mm-hmm. all right, we're good. And just, um, it's, it's all about bakers now for me. Like I enjoy going to the rallies. I enjoy seeing my friends, but like, I can't wait to, to get to the salt flats next year. Yeah. That's going to be pretty. And I guess someone else had also rumored maybe Arches and uh, maybe Red Rocks. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I mean, you probably, and I don't know the route. Like, 
you being in Boston, is Mars planning the road again this year? Because like that was kind of my understanding. Like, yeah, he kind of did the route. Oh, um, there, there's kind of a committee that's got uh, like Maitland and like Jenny Ray and like Mars and some other folks. And I think um, more people had expressed interest in planning this year. So I think they they picked up um, like uh, Zach and Sierra and maybe, maybe some other people. And like as a as a kind of a group, they they um they came up with a route for for next year. Awesome, yeah. I'm glad Boston has that advantage. They know all the roads now. You know that's great. I mean that's mm-hmm. perfect for. It doesn't matter. Everybody goes yeah, pretty much yeah. the same. <laughs> Everybody goes like the same way pretty much every day, and like, and that's the thing that's so awesome about Baker's. I can't speak of what the pinball was, but Baker's is a big community group ride that happens to get timed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's nobody. Everybody wants to see everybody do good. Everybody wants everybody to finish. And like, there's no animosity, like other than within your own team, maybe. But like, there's no animosity is in the whole group. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, everyone's there to support everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, like Chad Burke. I know he'll like look up. Like he'll find out what are the bike types people are fielding and he'll like bring extras and spares just in case anyone needs anything. Yeah. And like Yeah, that kind of stuff. Everyone there's everyone's there to like help and support. Um and that was that was a rad thing that really came out of Bakers for me this past year. Like Chad, Patrick, and I like had kind of a weird thing going on, like probably a foot and mouth syndrome moment for me and whatnot. Like but ever since Baker's and like we all went through that together, like mm-hmm. nothing but like roses and lollipops. Like it's been just rad. Like, and I think Matt St. John said it best. Like, if you once you do Baker's, and it doesn't matter what year you do it, you're in this weird fraternity that like war buddies almost. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and like it's not, and anybody can do it. It's not exclusive. Like, I'm not trying to. So like I'm better than or anything like that because I've done it one year. Kelly, how many you've done it like three, four years? Like you're way tougher than me and way smarter than me. And like <laughs> it's I'm just like you're an awesome person. Like I hope more people who like riding and love to challenge themselves attempt it. Like I mean, Daryl sounds like he's gonna be back. Like I know they had a lot they had some hiccups and they had to just bow out but they kept rolling with it uh james is gonna be back that weird scientist himself like (laughs) that guy is so awesome i love him so much like he's just out there in uh somewhere in southern um new mexico playing mopeds like figuring it out like that's that guy really impressed me with his mopeding knowledge um Everybody impressed me. It was so much fun. Like, um, how was it for you in mopeds coming home from Boston? Did you even ride anything for a while, or did you just kind of like, oh, I need a break? I know you went and did a little event, non moped adventure. Yeah, I haven't touched that bike since. <laughs> it's it's still in like timeout for me. Uh, yeah. After that, yeah, I went on on a, on a vacation because I needed to like a vacation from that vacation because it was so stressful (laughs) you got to do every little kid's adventure just tell people what you went and did oh yeah Uh, i joined a paleontology dig in the badlands 
because you can you can just do that it's like not illegal you can just join a paleontologist so there, there's paleontology tourism companies there's like a bunch of them and i found one that sounded the best uh so yeah you just get to either help go on like expeditions where you just go hike in the badlands and the bones are just kind of sticking out of the ground mm-hmm. so it's it's less it's less uh impressive i guess <laughs> if you want to say it that way than you think because you can just like they are really just coming out of the ground and you just um there's little pieces called float bone where if it's like the the base of one of those like weird like mound things in the badlands mm-hmm. if you see little pieces of bone you just kind of follow it up and see if you can actually see where the rest of the skeleton is sticking out um so we got to keep some of the little pieces <laughs> Uh, but yeah, some days you just go hike into new areas and like look and see if you see anything sticking out of the ground. Like we found part of a triceratops skull. Oh wow! It was just, it was just, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Then we got to like dig it up and like bring it back and like dig it out. Of, you know, do like the little brushing thing you always see them on the Pinterest mm-hmm. and TV doing. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's that's super rad. Like when you told me when I don't know if I was sitting, we we're sitting at a campfire or something like that. Like yeah, I'm actually coming back to Sioux Falls in a couple weeks gonna go dig up dinosaur bones like i'm like that's so freaking rad um but have you been riding at all much since bakers or like has everything just like i can't deal right now um yeah well part of yeah part of what happened is uh a, a few years ago i had sold my little motorcycle okay to a, to a co-worker it's a little 1973 honda one cb175 uh because his, his wife wanted to ride but she's very small, so like I, I, I can vouch that this bike can be ridden by little people because I <laughs> am one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then th- she had it for a little while, but uh, I, I guess I, I didn't really. She didn't really take to it. Uh, I think a few years ago she had crashed a bike, uh, and I just kind of she's like, I no, too too spooked, like not for me. So I actually just got my bike sold back to me. So I've been riding my my little little, little motorcycle for a bit. Nice um hopefully you get to enjoy some fall weather out there hopefully you get some of our 60 degree days we've been having um how was new orleans for you i saw you guys got rain maybe on saturday but sunday looked good like how did you get down there for that you got down there for that right yeah yeah so saturday was rainy but yeah sunday was really pretty mm-hmm. uh yeah sunday I, I walked around the french quarter like a whole bunch yeah uh, i was so bummed out i didn't get down there like I was so wanting to like, but just life finances, everything. I'm like, okay, I've been doing a lot in moped stuff this year. I just need to step back and, you know, reevaluate. I'll probably, I'll probably end up, end up out at uh, Chad Burke's build together. I got to deliver a bike out there for a buddy. Um, but uh, I'm planning on doing bakers do you have like any rally plans for 2022 or are you kind of waiting to see what the calendar does oh um yeah i need to go out to more rallies uh i think like the last year like well you know bakers takes up a lot so i really haven't been to a lot of rallies this year but like you know running into eric russell's eric russell in um new orleans and he's like you know can i go to every rally and like oh i used to <laughs> i need to get back to, to where i was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I was gonna go to the Chad Burke's Bone Gather. Awesome. I was gonna go to the Toledo Zeros. Yeah, I'll see you there. I think Marge is gonna come too. Yes, he better. Uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the Toledo's uh, like the the Zero Swap Meet. Yep. And then I was gonna grab the um, that rally down in Florida, the, okay. the camping rally. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a great winter break from anybody in the north. Like if you're mm-hmm. like 
yeah, if you if you see snow, get down there. You'll enjoy yourself. Melbourne is great. Uh, I my mom has owned property on and off throughout the years around Melbourne, Florida. I will say this: any bar you go to, you get crab cakes at are pretty damn good. But you're already on the coast, so you already get good seafood. So whatever. So yeah, I'll, I'll get a crab cake. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kelly, I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. Uh, don't forget, everybody, like, listen, subscribe. Uh, happy birthday, Jason. It's still your birthday, I think, today. Uh, old uh, Moped Monday. It's always fun hearing you guys chit-chat, Matty Bo, and all that. I just listened to that episode today. Miss all you guys. Um, hopefully, hopefully Richmond does something so we all have an excuse to get down there. Um I know Minnesota's talking about having a rally. It'd be awesome to see you up here. Don't worry. You always, if you ever find yourself in the Midwest in Minnesota for one reason or another, you always have a place to stay at my house, Kelly. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you just have a board weekend, I'll throw you on a dirty Hobbit. We'll go right all over the Twin Cities. And don't forget, everybody, mopeds are dumb. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Bye-bye.